Welcome back, Fantasy Islanders. Today, we're going to have a glimpse into the state of the fantasy season 2023. We got Bombo. He's going to go off on his fantasy 2023 rant for you. He's going to tell you everything that you need to know about the state of fantasy as he sees it. Bombo, take it away. Thanks, T. How you doing, King? Yeah, you know, here on the island, uh, I'm known as the conspiracy theorist, the NFL script master. Little note for you Islanders out there, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So that's what probably sparks my conspiracy theories about how so just how some of these things end up falling and all the right dominoes fall in place to give you an entertaining NFL season. But we all joke. It's all, you know, it's all fun and games until some of the stuff starts happening, right? You can't even write some of this stuff in, with a Hollywood script. So there's certain things that I just foresee happening in this season. And, you know, we can joke around about it, but I definitely foresee Dak Prescott throwing a three interception game and then the buzz starting to happen over Trey Lance. And it probably would happen that game that they play San Francisco, setting up a Trey Lance versus San Francisco revenge game. And all these things that, you know, that's just for an example, you know, similar to last year when the first game of the year, Monday nighter was Russ versus the Seattle Seahawks. And that game was projected to be the lowest scoring game and the lowest scoring fantasy game of the entire opening weekend of the NFL. But the NFL knows what they're doing. They want to get the story out there. They want to push more than an athletic competition narrative. And we get it. And that's what we're here for. We're here to let you know that we're not just following fantasy. We're following real life football. And we're going to try to give you guys the most inside and the most of what we see, just in case something gets by you. I'm not saying we watch more football than you. I'm just saying you're listening to us right now for a reason. The first thing I want to really touch on is what we're seeing with the trends and the value of quarterbacks in the fantasy landscape. If you were one of the people last year that believed in what you saw in Justin Fields' college tape and his abilities, and you drafted him and you steadfast, and you made sure that you had a backup and you went into it that way, maybe you rolled with like a car or a Cousins while Justin Fields sat on your bench, you went through the bumps and bruises with him until he became a starter, and then he never left your lineup. Gone are the days where we're seeing Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, these dropback passers that are doing nothing with their legs, but throwing very efficient balls for touchdowns. Well, now you got two types of quarterbacks that are going to take you to your fantasy championship. You got the running quarterback and the quarterback that's going to throw 60 times a game. Herbert, Burrow, to a certain extent, Mahomes. But I kind of classify Mahomes as one of those both because he gets it done with his, with his legs very under the radar. And then you have your running quarterbacks. Now, this year, I'm really high on Anthony Richardson because I see him taking the same path as Justin Fields, as Jalen Hurts the year before. And now we're going to start seeing your quarterbacks getting drafted from a point perspective, not where you usually would draft a quarterback. So you are going to see Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes getting drafted before you know some of these wide receiver twos and some of these RB twos. Because it's the points that you're going to get steady in your lineup. Set it and forget it. You're going to hear that term a lot. Set it and forget it. You got a quarterback like that. He's going to be in your lineup. He's a guaranteed 30, 40 points, whatever it is. Along those same lines of reevaluating how you're going to be drafting quarterbacks, you also got to be looking at how you're going to be drafting rookies. 
this is fantasy. This isn't real life football. Rookies are getting a chance. And you got to look at the capital that is put into some of these guys that get drafted. So you see Detroit drafting a Jameer Gibbs. You see Atlanta drafting a B. John Robinson. These guys aren't being drafted to learn the system. They're being drafted to be put into play right away. And if you were one of these people that have believed in rookie wide receivers the past four or five years, it's paid off for you. Amon Ross St. Brown probably took you to a championship. Justin Jefferson probably took you to a championship. Any of these guys that came out of Alabama, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, these guys all hit as rookies. And now it's almost expected for these young pass catchers to hit as rookies. Volume's going to be there in a pass-driven league, gentlemen. That's just how it is. And I say, if you're ever on the fence about if you should draft a rookie or not, I say lean towards drafting that rookie. Along those same lines, me and King always say, follow the money. There's a lot of different movements going on every year with free agency, trade, people starting their rebuilds, players moving to a change of scenery just for the money, a la DeAndre Hopkins. Still don't understand why he went to Tennessee, but that's okay. You want to follow the money. So if you're ever on the fence between two players, think about who's, who just got paid. That player is probably the one they're going to feature until he probably loses his job. So that's why I was down on Brees Hall this year because follow the money, Dalvin Cook was there. Anywhere that you see maybe a Kareem Hunt or something like that get picked up, look at what his contract is. If he's making more than the guy that's there, they're probably going to feed him the, the rock. So one of the things that I always want to tell people, what King and I always preach, is follow the money. There's a reason why these multi-billion dollar businesses invest what they invest in these players. And they know these are the players that are going to keep them on primetime TV. Just a little bit of wisdom for you. And the other thing I want to touch on is now more than ever, you have the lines between fantasy and reality football very blurred. Hear me out, guys. You have players now doing fantasy podcasts, hosting their own fantasy podcasts. Austin Eckler, where they're giving you a lot of good feedback. They're giving you a lot of good details. They're giving you a lot of good inside information because fantasy is a huge moneymaker for everyone. It's gambling, plain and simple. Gambling and the NFL are now hand in hand. Gambling, NFL, and the ESPN are now hand in hand. So that's where you guys, you got to look at it and realize some of these players are actually trying to perform for your fantasy team because they're on their own fantasy teams. It was never like that before. I've been playing fantasy for a long time and you have your handful of players that are going to say, fuck your fantasy team. This is real life football. But now you got these young guys in the league that for what it's worth, they can play fantasy for Then I can say they're playing for pushups or they're playing for bragging rights. When reality is quote unquote, right? They're probably playing for big money with some of these guys that they play with in the league. So with that fantasy and reality football blurred line, you want to actually bank on some of these players wanting to perform. They want to have that three touchdown game. They want those 10 catches. They want those red zone looks because they have just as much invested as you do. Yeah, you're going to have those guys that don't really care about your fantasy team. And please, word of advice. Please do not tweet or DM or talk about your fantasy with a real life player. If you see them eating at Ruth Chris or something like that, they hate that. It's what we see on Twitter when we see somebody say, don't come up to me in the supermarket, tell me about your fantasy team. 
We hate it. It makes all of us fantasy players look bad too. Grow up. So it's just something to think about. Now more than ever is the time where real life players want to have fantasy production. Plus we're in a time in the NFL where offense is king. It equals ratings. Uh, it equals TV time. So that's why you see a Detroit versus KC opening matchup on a Thursday. Detroit didn't even make the playoffs last year. And they're up there against KC, the defending Super Bowl champions, to open the season because it's a shootout. Because there's going to be a lot of fantasy points. There's going to be a big over on, on the points. And all of this is driven by gambling. Now, I know that some of us are in it for the bragging rights and some of us are in it to embarrass our league mates, whatever it takes. Just know the NFL is on your side and the NFL is as pro-fantasy football as it has ever been. And that's a good time for us to live in, gentlemen. Hell of a rant, Bombo. Hell of a rant. All right, everybody. Hope you got as much out of it as we did over here. And we'll see you on the next one.